you know people they really enjoy your uh, musical intro as well mm-hmm. still to this day they say that it makes all the difference oh yeah i mean i see some people saying it yeah well it's nice to be appreciated it doesn't mean everybody, it doesn't mean everybody oh, agrees yeah, that's true. Yeah. some may feel the opposite way they say well here he goes again <laughs> bring me up and bring me down that's uh well, you know That's what goes up. Goes. Usually, what goes up comes down. At some point, I don't know. Usually, yeah. I guess once we're once we start going out to space and stuff, then that gets a little more complex. You stay up there. Well, you might not come back, right? The initial yeah. people that go to Mars, they're probably not coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Sign me up, anyways. I don't care. Sit in my sit in my room right now. I've been here for years. Let me go to Mars. Sacrifice myself. I mean, it's a good way to go. It's a cool way to go. Yeah. If you're going. Um. Noble, you think? <laughs> or uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's noble. I don't know. I mean, uh, you had explorers, right? That seems sure. cool. Like once upon a time, I remember studying those guys move around on those uh, sailboats, those ships uh-huh. with sails. I guess they're bigger than sailboats, but yeah, you're with the crew. That. You had a crew. You didn't know what you were in for. I guess you sort of knew the parameters to a certain extent. Like you roughly knew where you were going, but they got surprised all the time, those guys. Mm-hmm. But space is a different level to it. You mm-hmm. know, the ocean, yeah. you think about the scope of it. You think, oh, let's map this ocean. It's like, okay, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to start mapping up there. What? Oh, the big, all that dark stuff up there. Yeah. Start mapping up there. Where did this asteroid come from? Jesus. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you know what? We just got to go to this planet. We can at least identify the location of that. And it's, I mean, it's a planet. So it's at least the same thing that we're on right now. But then you get beyond that and you're like, well, let's keep hopping from planet to planet. Stuff gets out of control, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. All right. Fine. Noble. I don't know. I don't sure. Know. China's Xiaomi overtakes Apple in a global smartphone market. I saw it, I literally just moments ago on my Twitter. This is what I was reading about. I saw some uh, congratulations floating around. Chinese smartphone maker Xiaomi was the second largest smartphone maker in the second quarter. Xiaomi had a 17% share of global smartphone shipments ahead of Apple's 14% and behind Samsung 19%. Xiaomi has expanded rapidly in international markets and is now trying to push into the premium segment with smartphones such as Mi 11 Ultra. Ultra, ultra. Yeah, look, this is about volume. This is about units moved. Xiaomi has gone into places. Mm -hmm. They've gone into markets. They said, hey, look at us. We're here. Mm -hmm. And we're about to take care of you. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean they're profiting the most. We have different profit margins across smartphone companies. Yeah, they said over here, um, an average selling price of their phone is 75% cheaper than Apple's there you go. iPhone. There you go. So, but this is what you would expect when you're looking at the high volume stuff. Sure. Uh, Samsung itself, which is still number one, according to this report, at least for that. And that's the other thing to mention. It's for a particular quarter. Mm-hmm. And that can change from quarter to quarter for a company like Apple when they release a phone, when they don't release a phone. Mm-hmm. But even Samsung, all the way to the top and typically is at the top, the majority of their shipments aren't what you would think they would be. They're not those top of the line, top, top $2,000 ultra models or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, all the variety of other series that they sell international at lower 
lower price points. So it's mm-hmm. a tough comparison from that standpoint, but it is uh, it is still an achievement nonetheless, and it is still in line with this. Um, and 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 here's the important part, which I talked about in the past with stories like this, is you have Android, you have iOS. Now iOS was many people's first mobile operating system here in North America because of how successful the original iPhone and iPhones that came after it were. Mm -hmm. And so people got entrenched in that ecosystem. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, for the majority of the rest of the world that maybe picked up their first smartphone experience a little bit later on, uh, obviously a lot more of that has been on the Android side would be on the Android side when you look at these volume numbers. And so the question then becomes for a company like Apple, what do you need to do to convert those people who find themselves becoming comfortable in that particular app ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Now, oftentimes you'll see Apple talk about numbers like how many people they were able to sway or move from Android, how many uh, customers were previously on Android. So they, I don't know that they're all that concerned about it, but... Nonetheless, it is an entry point. It is a gateway for the future of a, of a smartphone user's uh, purchasing behaviors, you know? Yeah, I'm curious myself. They don't talk about it in this article, how they would... Um, would they use Redmi's number? Red, well? Yeah, of course, yeah. They would? Okay. Oh, yeah, they would all pile that all in there. That's all part of Xiaomi. You're talking about, like, the sub-brands and things like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody got those sub-brands. I can't even keep it together, all these sub-brands. I know, yeah. It's uh, it's quite confusing. The real me and the red me. Because it's, it's such a similar naming as well, uh-huh. but it, it's obvious what's going on, and you want to target a specific market. It, it works. That's the point of it all. The point of it all is that it works. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're seeing more of it. Just scroll down a little bit more. I just want to see that one paragraph. Uh, too far, too far, too far. Just to the first portion of the story, a little higher. A little bit more there, Will. A little bit more, Will. This paragraph. The Chinese smartphone maker posted year-on-year smartphone shipment growth of 83% versus 15% for Samsung and 1% for Apple in that quarter, I Mm -hmm. presume. So, like, that's the other significant component is the amount of the, the, not, not just moving to this next position, but... The, the pace, the rate of growth, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, it showcases how much of the smartphone market, for as far as volume is concerned, is not in the typical places that it has been previously. And instead, it's a global situation now. Mm-hmm. And so even for us on the channel, when we're on Unbox Therapy, I'm seeing all these different international variants, international phones and things come through indicative of this particular shift. So no surprise here. Mm-hmm. No surprise. Congrats, Xiaomi. Today's sponsor is Mint Mobile. If you're looking for savings, and I think pretty much everybody's looking for savings, if you're looking for savings on wireless, premium wireless, this is the this is a good place to start. Mint Mobile, you're looking at $15 a month is where they're starting. And this is kind of, uh, this is an antidote to the more typical approach to providing wireless services where there's a lot of overhead associated. You would have... Um, physical stores and things like this from your wireless provider and that stuff costs money and how do you how do they get that money back well well they got to charge it to you in your monthly fees mint mobile on the other hand is completely online and therefore 
there's less of that overhead and they can provide some savings back to you as a consequence starting at just 15 bucks a month. There is no catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless online only, cutting out those retail stores. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers, offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone. Bring your own phone to the party with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. Go get your new wireless plan. Head over to mintmobile.com slash later. Uh, that's mintmobile.com slash later. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month mintmobile.com slash Lou later or click the link in the description. Don't forget the slash Lou later to let them know that we sent you. Thank you to Mint Mobile for supporting the show. Apple employees threaten to quit as company takes hardline stance on remote work. I heard about this. Mm. I heard about this. I heard about petitions and I saw something going on on Twitter. A particular user was saying, hey, I did a good job. Don't tell me where I got to work. Uh-huh. In June, Apple announced a hybrid work schedule that will see employees return to the office for three days a week starting in September, a shift toward normal corporate operations after the pandemic forced a lengthy work-from-home period. Days later, participants of what is assumed to be the same remote work advocacy Slack channel cited by The Verge asked more flexibility, saying that working from home brings a number of benefits, including greater diversity and inclusion and retention and hiring Tearing down previously existing communication barriers, better work-life balance, better integration of existing remote. You get the idea. Some people are saying that I really enjoy this remote work. I set up my life around this remote work. I thought this remote work thing could go on for a while or uh, my performance is fine. Why should we have to make a change here? Well, Apple came out, Tim and others, and they said, look, you got to be in here. We uh, mm-hmm. core is collaboration is the core. We yes. believe that in-person collaboration is essential to our culture and our future. This is the quote. Uh, who, who made this quote? The SVP of retail mm-hmm. and people, Deirdre O'Brien. The, the company line, in-person collaboration is essential. I don't know what you're feeling on this, Will. Do you, gotta, do you need to be in-person? Is in-person collaboration essential for Willie Do? Or could you make it happen remotely? Mm. Well, working here, I, I think uh, you have to be in person, right? Collaboration, in person, face to face. Can't do it over it's very Slack. Old. It's very old no. fashioned. Very old fashioned of you. Yeah. But what about if you worked at Apple? Would you be on the side making the push for remote work, or would you be eager to get back into the spaceship hmm. infinite loop? I, I don't mind their uh, hybrid model. Personally, I think three days a week working there, it's a nice change in environment. But The only thing I could think is that some people may have made life decisions. And again, this it's not like Apple told them to, but I could assume that maybe some people made life decisions based on that remote work transition because it's been yes. going on for so long now mm-hmm. that maybe some people uh, that previously had better proximity to headquarters mm-hmm. Or made arrangements for their kids, for example, mm-hmm. under the pretense that this remote work thing may go on longer. Or at the time, it was indefinite. Nobody knew exactly how long it would go on for, given the COVID situation and all that. Mm-hmm. 
So I can, I can imagine people needing to reconfigure their lives to make this work. Some may have even left the Bay Area completely mm-hmm. in order to save money, rearrange their lives, very expensive place to be yeah. where Apple is located. So I don't know if some concessions can be made or there's some sort of way to help fix it up. And I know there's not going to be a lot of sympathy out here because people are saying, you got a job at Apple, you're doing just fine. What do you mean you can't get there three days? Somebody's mm-hmm. saying that. But what if, Will, what if the work, the caliber of work is identical and the person who's working remotely is achieving the exact, at the exact same rate as they would have been, or maybe even better for that matter, maybe because mm-hmm. it's just the way they are. Yeah. Are you still enforcing it if you're Tim? Uh, I wouldn't. No. I would give them the freedom to, you know, choose work from home forever if they wanted to. I suppose. And if their performance is, you know, better or the same, yeah. then, you know. But I do agree with Apple in oh. a sense oh. of, like, collaboration is always good um, face-to-face. Right? To me, I, I feel like, you know, when I talk to Jack or Kirk, it's it's better if it was in person because there's a lot of, like, lag time when it comes to video calls or phone calls. Talk about Ryan now? And Ryan, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's our remote. It's just, Ryan's the it's remote just tougher guy. that way. Yeah, but... I, see, but so it depends on what you do. For me, from a management perspective, I, the, the main consideration here is setting up rules that are applicable to everyone and not selective. So obviously mm-hmm. if one person says, uh, I'm doing just fine. I want to work from home. That works really well for me. They have to look at this potential scenario or at least consider a potential scenario where everybody says that and what then happens to their culture in that situation. Uh, there are certain elements as well when you're working for a high-profile company like them, uh, things relating to secrecy around products and mm-hmm. the launching of products where you would have certain access inside of the facility to certain areas. You may have uh, certain files that are stored in a particular yes. way. And so there could be advantages there as well that I'm imagining. But but ultimately, it's you have so many employees. They all want to do something different. It's kind of an impossible task to sort out how to satisfy all groups without alienating some other one. Correct. Because the minute you start making these concessions and other people who may not be in exactly the same boat, they may, may perceive it the same way and then say, hey, I want the same thing. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you got an empty infinite loop building. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait a second. That's not what we yeah, had. Why in, did we build this? It's not what we had in mind. But hey, there are examples like Shopify. They, were, they just got rid of their office. They said, well, everybody's remote. Yeah. And in some ways, that's easier. Just say everybody's remote then mm-hmm. because then it's less of a conversation around it. But there are people who hate remote as well. Mm-hmm. And so those there are some that could be celebrating this hybrid movement. Yeah. Freedom Phone meant for Trump supporters is also made by a Chinese vendor. It appears the 22-year-old behind the Freedom Phone just took a Chinese-manufactured phone and rebranded the device to appeal to Trump supporters. Well, is this any surprise? Where do you think you're going to get a phone from? (laughs) You think you're going to build the Freedom Phone in the United States for 400 or 500 bucks? Ain't going to happen. I don't even know. I'd be curious if there is any bottom to top smartphone manufacturer in the U.S. I mean, I don't think it's possible. But anyway, yeah, I heard about this. Vin sent this to me. Uncensorable phone. 
it is definitely this is definitely being pitched at uh individuals who feel as though um they're they don't well i guess that they're lacking some degree of freedom as far as social media apps are concerned app stores are concerned you can see if you scroll up the what they were the preloaded apps that they're advertising duck duck go rumble uh what is what is what news is, max <laughs> what no what is the i can't remember the name oh parlor that's Parler. right parlor which got kicked of course yeah. famously got kicked off the app store and so the idea here now they're saying freedom os is that from the ground up that os or is it built <laughs> it can't be it's built on android right it can't be. it's a skin on android We've developed the first mass marketable mobile phone operating system based on free speech. Yeah, I don't... This must be a skinned Android phone. Let's see what they say here. Okay. The smartphone is from China and probably a cheap knockoff. Well, I don't know what that means. Well, don't say that because it's, uh, it's actually this phone. <laughs> the Umi Digi A9 Pro. Oh, okay. Yeah. So don't... So, what, what did you not want me to say? Cheap knockoff? I didn't say yeah, it. Yeah, this is a... Good. Well, I didn't say it. Phone. It was in the article, man. Okay. Uh, it's not my words. <laughs> but but here are the specs. Here. What do they charge for this device? Uh, so if I buy now, let's see. It, it's probably going to be like three hundred bucks instead of five hundred. I'm I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, even less, depending on the spec, somewhere between one twenty and one eighty. But then you're buying it straight from China. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know how much that matters that I, 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 none of this is when I first heard about this, I fully imagined this is the way you would go about manufacturing something like this, right? The presumably the extra, the money you're spending there is to, is for whatever software experience that they're going to be able to deliver and less so on the hardware. You're not, you're not buying the freedom phone to win the camera comparison test or to be an iPhone, or at least I sure hope you're not. Mm -hmm. uh, but that said, we have looked at devices in the past, whether they're laptops or phones targeted at a greater a sense of privacy or certain privacy related elements. It's not a first. I'm trying to remember the laptop that I did, which had hardware kill switches for all kinds of different features. I think I called the video Edward Snowden would like, it was called purism. Mm -hmm. So it's not completely unprecedented. This one just happened to hop on a, a marketing opportunity when Parler got kicked off of the app stores, although I think it might be back now. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, can there be an alternative app store where any app can exist for people who are equally pissed off or when Trump got banned off social media, for example. Mm -hmm. So you create opportunities. You do these things. You create opportunities. Here's that opportunity. Obviously, um, somebody's going to buy it. But is this, how is this legal? Like just reskinning this phone and then just calling it, you know, something else. What do you mean legal? I mean, you know how many phones are just white labeled? How many, how many similar shells and chipsets and, I mean, all, even all the brands that have sub-brands, you just end up seeing very similar things emerge. Like, mm -hmm. this is not like this company went to uh, the website that you were just on and ordered a 1,000 from Umi Digi. They would have hit them up and said, look, we're prepared to order, you know, 10,000 units we don't need something from the ground up since we're going to load our own software. And they said, well, we have this, we have the A9 Pro, whatever this model is. And they're like, we'll sell it to you. 
and you can label it whatever you want and skin mm. it however you want. And we'll give you this discount ba- away from our retail price. So it mm. would be a, a relationship between the two. Uh, it's not it's not like uh, any type of oh. scandal in that sense. I thought they bought in bulk. No, and no, just no, reskinned no. all of them. No, no, that would be very tedious and beyond the scope probably of what the team behind Freedom Phone is capable of. I wouldn't expect that to be the case. I mean, it's possible. Obviously, anything is possible, but I wouldn't expect it to be the case. If I was, if if you hit me up and you're like, "Look, uh, Parler got banned, Trump got banned. Uh, we're doing. We we got a name for a phone. It's Freedom Phone. Where do we start?" Mm-hmm. You're going to pick up the phone and call China. Like that's what you're going to do. Sure. And that's just the nature of the business. I've been on into smartphone manufacturing facilities. And you see multiple brands in there. And you're just like, whoa, that's how it goes. But it's, that's every smartphone in the world. And maybe there's a few that are not, but between, uh, between Korea, China, Vietnam, uh, keep going. It's a handful of places your smartphone's going to come from. Mm-hmm. So... Did I finish? Did I come to any conclusion there? I'm just going to go out of my way and say, be very uh, aware of what you're getting involved in with that device. Sure. or And when you're purchasing any OS that is not Android or iOS. that that, and, But I think that's built on top of Android, by the way. You look that's at the what interface. they say. Oh, they do say that. Okay. So yeah. it's a skin on top of Android. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just... Do your research. Yeah. That's... Google adds an option to instantly delete your last 15 minutes of search history. Also, a new way to protect your search history of unshared devices. An option to instantly delete your last 15 minutes of search history. How the how, how does that work? That's in in your settings or like why 15 minutes? Why wouldn't you just turn off your history altogether if you didn't want it? Um, oh, it's a button. It's a dedicated button if you just want to kill the last 15 minutes of shady behavior. I get it. Yeah. I follow it now. Shady behavior or maybe you're using someone's phone and you're trying to log in to do something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Sometimes that happens around here. Sure. And you need to just get rid of the last 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes, though. It's a, it's a weird number. Yeah. Yeah. Just delete the last fifty. <laughs> I, I I hear you. Let me see. What does the Verge say? How the does the Verge justify this? Okay. Hang on. Hold on. Announced on Thursday, the new option was revealed at I/O 2021. Uh, on desktop, your options for deleting searches are limited to setting your history to auto delete every three eighteen or thirty six months. Uh, it's so it's oh wow. Right now, this is only available in Google's iOS app. That mm-hmm. is weird yep. as well. Man, that is so strange when they experiment with a feature. Google experiments with a feature on iOS before Android. Mm-hmm. And they this is not the first time they've done it. I've seen this in the past. I don't remember if it was Maps or what. But for whatever reason, they want to extract that data first. But then why not just incognito, Will? Um, that's a good question. Oh, you know what? Maybe this is not as... Okay, hear me out on this. What if you're just using somebody else's device and because all these things are very personalized, right? 
uh, as far as uh, Google is concerned, they're always building this case for this um, individual. They're always tracking it based on an individual. Like that device belongs to you. So anything that happens there. Right. And so I'm wondering, it's like when somebody gets a hold of your algorithm, like you let someone use your Netflix and it's a disaster. Yeah, all of a sudden it's completely different. Your suggestions are all screwed up. So what if, I don't know, man. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just thinking that if all of a sudden I'm researching uh, how to make shish kebabs on your iPad and then yeah. you hate shish kebabs, and you're like, let me get rid of all this crap this dude just did. Mm -hmm. And you, you just can't undo it. Um, but you don't want to get rid of more of your history feature. because that's like yeah. important to you. I don't, Will, what do you want me to do here? What do you want me to do in this article? I, I just think 15 minutes is such a weird number. How did they come up with You that? know what the youngsters would say? They say it's sus. That's what it would say. All right. So sure. we'll just leave it at that. All right. Ford has a new scent for EV drivers who miss the smell of internal combustion. The new cologne <laughs> smells like gas. That's a good find. Well done on yeah, this right. one. Yeah, yeah, this is a good find. Wow. According to a recent survey commissioned by Ford, 20% of drivers say the number one thing they miss from moving to an electric vehicle is the smell of gasoline. Okay. Mm. This, I'm kind of split on this, and I'm always curious about it. When I was growing up and, and I'd be at the gas station with my parents, I'd always enjoy the scent, the lingering scent of gasoline at the gas Just station. Just a light smell. But some people hate it. No, no, yeah, light smell. I'm not, yeah, you're just... yeah, I'm not trying to uh, have any effects from it. Yeah. But just, yeah, to be at the gas station. Mm. Now, am I crazy? Have you had this experience? Or are you one of these people that hates the smell of gasoline? Um. I'm more on the side of hating it, Interesting. but I don't hate it. I just uh, dislike it. I'm curious about that. I want to see the, a, a little poll down in the comments section if about the smell. Now, obviously, inside of this container is not going to be actual gasoline. They have found a way to it's legitimately... <laughs> is this real, first of all? Yeah, it's real. This is not a joke? No. They're yeah. selling it. The mock... Ow? Oh, see, so th this person no it's oh oh it's <laughs> it's french right that's what is they, it yeah oh, okay. on a perfume they always um anyway the, so judging by our survey finds a sensory appeal of petrol cars is still something drivers are reluctant to give up designed to give them a hint of fuel fragrance that they still crave it should linger long enough for the gt's performance to make any other doubts vaporize too are you sure this is real uh Oh, it's a midsummer joke. You lied to me, man. You <laughs> well, lied to me. It's, it's pretty convincing. People do like the smell of gas. No, I know, but I look at the image and the way it's you got written. Your hopes up. Well, no, I Sorry, mean but... I should have known it was a troll, obviously, but but then you have Tesla. They did tequila at one time. So I'm like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be a marketing stunt. Um but anyway, it does look like it's a joke after all. How dare you hit me with a joke like that. Here is a cage for when trading card matches get brutal. <laughs> a shop in Japan installed a cage for trading card battles. Okay. Is this just to make it seem more significant, like a cage match? Like a this is a big mm -hmm. deal. Like they're not actually getting brutal and they need to be contained. 
Yeah, they're not fighting in there. Right. But they are fighting in there with Whoa. their minds. Oh. <laughs> You yeah. think trading card games like Yu-Gi-Oh, Duel Masters, and Pokemon are gentle? Maybe for you they are, but that doesn't mean the matches can't get intense. How cool is this? Did you ever play any of these competitive card games like that? Never. Magic, Not even The curious. Gathering? No. Nothing? No. I'm um, very upset by that. I feel. Are like you, you surprised? Well, I just felt like you could have given me... Uh, um, some needed insight because i'm the same as you the closest i ever got was pogs i used to flip over those pogs sure <laughs> that's they, not a card game no i know it's not but it's similar similar culture sure you yeah know what i mean like they yeah, would have tournaments and things like that and and i wasn't even into it for all that long but i feel like well i mean i collected cards i collected sports cards so that's kind of like it but then the event of getting together would just be around trading there was no inherent game to it mm -hmm. uh so that's kind of what's some of those card games are cool because you can collect the cards but then also play i, I like that that's something fun about that anyway yeah. so this takes things to another level mm -hmm. and but anytime you're wondering hey can something be taken to another level all you gotta do is check japan that's it for sure yeah and it, then they would have done it yeah they're they're having fun yeah Lawn mowing simulator takes cutting the grass very seriously. Is so, it? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just watch this. Uh, wow. Because it's really, it's really something. It is. With the music. Wow. I wish I can play the music, but it's very epic. Is the music copywritten, I guess? Probably. Yeah. Wow. Look at all the models. You pick between these different lawnmowers, and it's a very calming type yes. of gaming and uh, very uh, simulation like, like very accurate. You look at this Toro machine here, all the details are correct. They have more models, you cut the different fringe. colors. You can cut famous places like, what is this, some castle type building in England yeah. or something? Like a palace. And, and and so you can go and cut like some place you would never get to cut in reality. Mm -hmm. I could get into this, Will. This is not bad at all. Yeah, there's been a surge of uh, these types of games, the simulators, like right? The bus simulator, truck Pe simulator. People trying to chill out, mm -hmm. just do something simple. And I think this is necessary. Wow, gas station simulator, building simulator. Uh huh. It's hard to get a clear read of how tongue-in-cheek Lawnmower Simulator is. It's being published by Curve Digital, an established indie publish publisher, and developed by Skyhook Games. Okay. Like, they're not making fun of it. It's just, you no. know, this yeah. is serious. It says right there, there doesn't seem to be a notion of humor in the trailer. No, I don't think there is. I don't, uh -huh. think, I don't think it's a joke. Like, there's all kinds of crazy games out there. Why yeah. not? Why not have a Lawnmower Simulator? Ooh, like... I don't know how popular it can be, but some of those gaming channels for sure will find a way to have fun with it. For sure. Maybe like multiplayer or something. But the, the core audience of this is like the whole simulator audience for everything else. You're just looking for this simple simulation of a real life thing that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do without the simulator. Just like flight or yes. cars or um, building or whatever. I can imagine someone having like a steering wheel and like a 
setup, like a whole setup <laughs> for it. Okay, let me ask you something just before you flip off this one. If you had to choose beco- between becoming a, like an expert a simulator guy, but only could pick one simulator, like you would have to do flight or lawn or uh, the the big trucks or the farm equipment. Uh, I've seen all these ones, but yeah. what, what one would be your simulator? I I do like the farming one. Farming. For some reason, there's just something about crops. And right. Manipulating that and maybe seeing like a sunrise. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm living the dream. But, I guess there's uh, the boat, there's boat ones too. Sure, yeah. I would presume so. Yeah, fishing. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Georgia woman finds 17 baby snakes and their mom under bed. I may need a cardiologist after this. So she's saying she had a heart attack. I spotted what what, what I thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor. I went to reach for it and it moved. Ooh. So I don't blame her. After what, uh, looking at this uh, picture, oh, there's no picture. Oh, there was a picture. Yeah, at here. the top. There's a picture. Is it different than that one? Yeah, it was supposed to be on carpet. Oh, okay. And it, the stakes look exactly like the carpet. You can't even tell. So the carpet is like black? Yeah, it was like black with yellow stripes from what I remember. Oh, so they were I wish camouflaged I in there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We've turned the bedroom upside down, found 17 babies and the mama. Are you, uh, you're, you're, you're very scared of snakes as well? Not really. Oh, not particularly. But at 17 at a time, yeah. you'd be like, hey. Slithering around. Like, hey, that's a little much right there. Uh-huh. It's the volume. I presume it's not a poisonous one, but for sure no. this would get some people going. Especially around the bed, you're trying to sleep and mm-hmm. you don't want those pesky ones around there. I think it might be in this video. Okay, like, you can pl- play gonna... a little bit of it because for sure the uh, 6 ABC News uh, oh, clip yeah. is going to be... Oh, yeah. I see. I mean... It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's pretty camera. Maybe if they're sleeping as well, they're not moving. It's like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> so obviously they had to get it removed, but uh, quite frightening. Yeah, it's not the one you expect to find. Like as far as uh, pests in the house, mm-hmm. of course you got all kinds of bugs that can get in there. And, and then there's the trusty old mouse and then sometimes if you have like a fireplace you can get a bird or a bat or some something like that but snakes it's it's curious how they got in there uh-huh. uh sometimes you would hear about like a large pet python that goes through the vent work or something like that or the toilet do they come up the toilet too that's what i heard there's some yeah. stories of it yeah but, so uh, definitely unexpected i think a lot of people wouldn't be too happy about that yeah Still not confident. This was the last of those things. No sleep tonight. Just glad I saw that tiny piece of what I thought was fuzz and went to pick it up. Look at all the baby snakes in my bedroom. I am freaked out, she captioned. Oh, yeah. 